The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Tony Dunn, and not to it, but to do it, brother. Let's roll. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. What's up, Panther fans? Uh, We're here a little late, but it's Tuesday night, and we're feeling great, except for, wait, we got to talk about the Carolina Panthers. Tonight's show, the Carolina Panthers are a titan of a failure after a one-in-nine start. the, The fan base... Carolina Panthers are devouring their own children at this point. Again, sorry for the delay. I'm on location. We're doing this remote. And clearly, um, as usual, part of the course, there's always some sort of technical difficulty with all my equipment that I brought. Uh, Right now, I'm doing this on my phone and with a pair of Bluetooth earbuds. But anyway, it's Tuesday night, longest running Panthers podcast. I'm here with my homeboys. Cody Lack, now's your time to tell me. Am I sounding loud enough for the listeners to hear me? Yeah, you sound loud and clear, man. Loud and clear. Just happy to have you on a Tuesday night, man. Listen, the Panthers, uh, we're at a low point, maybe even in the history of our franchise. This offense continues to not be able to get off the ground. The defense tries its hardest, even in spite of all of its injuries, to keep us in the game. But this lackluster offense just makes that impossible to do so. We have rumors about firings, about when that might happen. Uh, There's all different types of things that we could talk about. But as usual, there's nowhere I'd rather be on a Tuesday night than with my boys talking about the Carolina Panthers and doing it with the best damn Panther fans in all of YouTube, you know him and love him. It's our man, Panther Pickle, Blind Panther Vlogs. Joey, what's up? 
C3D's ill skills, Daniel Berry sports highlights, Kristen Ladane, Muscles Marinara Pison, Panther Gal, Roosevelt Mongo, Shane, the Cardiac 13, TJ, and Underground West, Tony Dunn. Ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. Smash the thumbs up button, subscribe. Uh, you can call into the show at 252 228 5098. We're going to do our best to get the calls in tonight, uh, given some of, uh, I guess, the challenges of being on the road. The Carolina Panthers have had a lot of challenges, CK, throughout this season. And these challenges have led us to question really the foundations of, in many cases, some people's fandom of how the Carolina Panthers are going to progress as a football team and how they're going to do it under the leadership of potentially Scott Fitterer and Frank Wright. Are you surprised here as we sit on Tuesday night, 9, 11 Eastern Standard Time, that uh, Scott Fitterer or uh, Frank Reich, whatever your choice, still have jobs? Um. Yes. Uh, now, the Frank Reich, Maybe it's not as much of a surprise that he's still around, but certainly Fitterer. Uh, listen, I, I I don't know that waiting is going to make this team any less of a shit show, right? Um, and 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 listen, I I'm I'm not an advocate for people to be publicly humiliated by any stretch of the imagination. But the longer you drag this out, the, and the worse it gets. It's more, it's more humiliating as we go, right? Uh, give this, let him, let him walk, go find somebody else, give yourself an opportunity to start looking out there, what else they have to have, have out there available. Um, the, the problem that you run into right now is the timing and, uh, and, and ultimately what it really does for the team to do that right this second. Is there any benefit? And ultimately the only benefit is to appease the fans. And I think that's a, a benefit that's worth acknowledging because right now you're on the verge of losing them all. Yeah, I think that's about the only thing that would help, particularly when it comes to Frank Reich. I mean, I I've, I've, I have to believe that at the very minimum, they're just going to let him continue to hang himself throughout the season. Naming an interim coach, all of that, all of a sudden, it's not necessarily going to jumpstart the squad. If that was the case, I am a little shocked that Scott Fitter, according to people, even like Sheena Quick and uh, uh, John Ellis of the um, the Roar podcast, were not as quick uh, to jump or be ready to pull the lever on the guillotine for when it came to Scott Fitter. So let's go ahead and jump into the show, guys. We appreciate your time here, and happy Thanksgiving to everybody. We'll start off with the most important question that there is. Favorite Thanksgiving side dish? Ooh. Okay, go ahead. Side dish. Um, I'm just so – I'm so basic with this stuff. Like, I'm not – I'm not like what most people like. I, I'm not I'm, – I'm all right with stuffing. I'm a – you know, those are all right. I'm not a big fan of, of you know, many of the side dishes that, that you'd see from Thanksgiving. My my favorite side dish during Thanksgiving is mashed potatoes. Hey, I mean, that is a great 
mean, you can you really beat that? I mean, that's a good two staple. And on top of that, you get to cover it with gravy. Are you a gravy guy or not? Is the real question. I I'm a. It depends uh, how good the mac the uh, mashed potatoes are. If you do mashed potatoes right, you don't need any oh, gravy whatsoever. Totally, totally. What about just at Thanksgiving in general gravy? Yes. Yeah, me too. Me Especially too. if I'm having turkey. Turkey's so dry. I I need something to be able to ladder that bad boy up. That means it's just not cooked correctly. Yeah, not, tell exactly. Them, tell them. Uh, Cody, favorite side dish? You know what, man? I'm I'm not gonna lie. I'm a mashed potato boy myself. But man, let me tell you. In recent Thanksgivings, I love a good stuffing, man. One that's done right with some sausage in it, bro. That's yeah. That, that's a that's a that's undefeated right there. Uh, shout out to my daughter, Madeline. Uh, hers would clearly be green bean casserole, uh, which is a solid. Uh, who doesn't love mashed potatoes? But hey, as an Italian kid right here, and I hope Muscles Marinara, yeah, he is in the in the chat. My grandmother always puts out a full Thanksgiving traditional spread from the stuffing to the turkey to the green beans to the mashed potatoes. But she always makes a beautiful lasagna as well. So my favorite side dish at Thanksgiving is my grandmother's lasagna. It seems like an <laughs> I odd. I going to say something Italian. I just knew it. Bro, it's bro. And uh, you know what? It's her stuffing. She even does an Italian stuffing. It's a little different, but uh, sausage. I mean, fantastic. So I hope I'm a turkey guy myself, too, over ham at Thanksgiving. Nope. But uh, it's got to be cooked. I mean, you got to do it right. You just can't throw it in the oven and just let it uh, dry up. Well, how do you, uh, do, your, it, how do, you do your turkey? Because me, I, I love them fried, man. You might burn your house down uh, in the process, but a fried turkey, yeah. that's that's unbeaten, bro. Uh, for me, it is still a roasted turkey. And uh, I think so there's some tricks to the trade is that uh, one, you brine it for at least a day before. So you soak it in salt water and lemon juice. Yeah. That helps mm -hmm. it. Um, I think the way that you you can tint it, right? You want to put a tint on it to keep it from going too crazy. You want to go mm -hmm. low and slow. You want to use your, your pounds to minutes, like 12 minutes per pound or whatever it is. You can just yeah. Google that. Uh, and you got to cook it to the... You got to use the meat thermometer so you don't overcook it, right? Uh, and then if you cook it just right and then you let it rest, you got to let it rest before you cut it, it will be perfecto. Yeah. So, um, look, with that out of the way, let's get to the Carolina Panthers. Cody, uh, titan of a failure this season. Uh, I was thinking about this is that we've had two seasons in the Carolina Panthers history. Um that have been in this this discussion of this bad right uh you had the 2001 season which i can't even remember you have the 2010 season that brought us cam newton interestingly though the 2012 season after the excitement that cam newton brought in his rookie season you then had uh help me out who was um who was our center? Um, uh, Khalil Ryan Khalil, Ryan Khalil takes out a 
full newspaper ad before the season started that the Panthers were going to go to the Super Bowl. And the Panthers started two and eight that season. And it was a miserable start. They got a win in week two. They go and then went on. I think they went one and seven. And then they got another win. And then they had another loss. It was after a loss to Dallas at two and eight that they then decided to fire Marty Herney. But on top of that, the discussion, boy, we were livid as Panther fans. We were really frustrated. We were so high on Cam Newton. The Cam Newton haters were coming out of the woodwork or easily at that point talking about how we told you he wasn't going to be as good as he was. He's just a runner. But the real problem with that Panthers team that year was the defense that was just so horrendous under Sean McDermott. The team somehow pulled a Ron Rivera and finished the season seven and nine. Now, while I don't expect this Carolina Panthers to reel off seven wins at the end of the season, in fact, um, I'm watching this team play. It really uh, seems like any win, one more win would be an accomplishment in its own right. But what I kind of go just continues to circle back in my mind on this is that social media was in its infancy in 2012. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The coverage of the teams was not 24 seven all day. It was not people just talk. And now uh, fans on Twitter or X are constantly voicing their opinion to the world and that opinion and that voice is louder than it's ever been. So a team could suck. And I, I just think one in nine in 2012 is not as bad as one in nine in 2023, given no. the media coverage, right? Yeah, is is so heightened. So yeah. how, I guess, I don't even know, is like in some ways I want to try to fill, find some semblance of let's not overreact even to the point where I want to keep coming back to saying, man, if the Panthers can continue to get more pieces and more things in there uh, that these guys could put together and lead uh, a team to some success in the future. I just don't know if that time is realistic in this age anymore. Yeah. I mean, and especially when you have, you know, not, not even just the internet, man, but this, quick turnaround that these coaches do whenever something doesn't work out right dude this is a success industry and if you're not living up to expectations there's no such thing as job security in the nfl you know i think there are some people that are surprised that frank reich and scott fitters to have their job right now but alas here we are and listen you know that we've been sort of chronicling uh our adventures with uh, what I call the Bryce mobsters, right? Those who would say that Bryce can do no wrong. But now they're all mad at David Newton because David Newton and ESPN's power rankings where they uh, ask all their writers for every team to write a little blurb about that team. Uh, he had some, some rough words. I uh, said, Coach Frank Rank has full ownership of the hot seat now with the Panthers and NFL worst one and nine, and rookie quarterback Bryce Young looking like a bust as the top pick of the draft. Reich's seat is starting to boil. David Newton. So everybody's mad at him 
for saying this, but he's also not necessarily wrong either in that he has not been looking great. My question to you boys, and it's a bit of a continuation of last Sunday, and I wanted to revisit this and see if your minds have changed. Do you think that it's time to bench Bryce for the season? Or do you feel this mindset that, well, this is valuable playing time for Bryce, learning the length of an NFL schedule and everything that entails playing football into the month of December through the holidays, where are you sitting right now? Do you feel like we should start Andy Dalton or just ride it out with Bryce and hope that we can see some form of progression sometime this season? CK, you go. Um, I've, I've been a proponent of sitting him. Um, I don't know that you're going to get um, any more benefit. I, listen, uh, we all agree this is a horrible, horrible situation, right? Um, because of that, I think that putting Bryce out there, whereas many people are a proponent of he needs to be able to get the reps, he needs to be able to overcome this, there's only so much he can do, right? And putting him out there puts him in danger. Um, it puts his uh, his confidence even further in danger. Um, at least the idea, like the idea of benching him and hoping that uh, he, a lot of people believe that that's going to cause more of a confidence shakeup for him. And I just don't think that's the case. Patrick Mahomes sat behind somebody for a year. There's plenty of quarterbacks that are elite quarterbacks that were not the starter for their team in their first year, right? So the idea that their confidence is going to be shot because they're not the starter anymore is is an asinine thought. And if you can see how a veteran like Andy Dalton is able to overcome what the issues that we have at offensive line and wide receiver, and you can put two and two together, I think that that's the best thing possible. Um, I just, at this point in time, I don't know that there's any upside to keeping Bryce out there with this offensive line unable to protect him. And especially with Frank Reich saying that our strength as an offensive line is power run game, but I don't want to be a power run game team. So we basically built an offensive line that doesn't go with what the offensive, uh, the offensive play style that Frank Reich wants to run. The best thing that could have possibly happened to Bryce is be a power run game from day one and to have have your own coach agree that this team was built to be a power run game, but he doesn't want this offense to have that identity is an absolute travesty and should yeah. be a f- immediate firing just off of that statement alone. Um, yeah. I agree when I agree with CK uh, 100% at this point um, for a long time. I have been a proponent of this is I wanted Bryce to start regardless of, I didn't think, Oh, like let's let him sit for a whole year behind Andy Dalton. I thought that the time uh, to, for him to learn on the job, that's the best type of learning you can do. Even if it is through adversity, I think it is time uh, to put Andy Dalton in there, but not because Bryce Young has faced adversity not because there have been moments where he struggled or that he hasn't shown me enough. I think it's because right now there seems to be no semblance of any type of ability to improve this offensive line from week to week, even if it's just a little bit. So I think in some ways it's kind of a miracle. He hasn't been hurt already. 
if you saw, look, I know the Dallas front is insanely good and that that amount of pressure is not something that's going to be generated by every single team. Uh, but right now is this is it looks like all of these guys are on their way out. The fan base is going nuts. Where are you? Uh, the fan base is going nuts over the potential of words like Bryce and bust in the same sentence, whether that's people calling him a bust or people saying that's ridiculous to say this, regardless of what he will be in the future, he is going to be part of the Carolina Panthers future for the next two years. And it would be malfeasance, malpractice to risk that just because I don't know, because I, because I don't, I, I thought two weeks ago, you asked me this question. I say, Hey, he can learn. He can learn from these moments. But right now what he's learning is to be fearful. He's for, you know, to, it's destroying him. And what I would say is that it's a parallel to what could happen or what did happen to David Carr with the Houston Texans. You would hate for something. Look, is there's two superpowers that people said that Bryce has. That's the reason he should be the number one pick. One is his just high football IQ and processing ability. The other is that ability, that intangible ability to make plays off script, to, to, um, to show up under crazy pressure where you think of that Auburn game where they march 95 yards and he's smiling and you're like, anybody else would be nervous as shit. Those are his two superpowers. I would hate for you to ruin that last, that second one, ruin that superpower of intangibles that comes with a level of confidence because you just kept throwing them out there to the wolves. So I think particularly if you don't think Frank Reich is going to be the coach next year, I think it's just time to say, and I think you have to have a very candid conversation with Bryce Young and say, this is our interest for the, for the long haul in the future not because we believe you played bad. And I don't think, I don't want anyone to misinterpret this as me saying that we should bench him because he's played bad. I think it's for protecting, and we're not protecting, in, investing in the future. Yeah, and I've, I've listened to people make the devil's advocate argument to this, though, is that you're not going to be able to continue to evaluate Bryce and hopefully see him better himself in some of these scenarios if we decide to bench him also, if Frank Reich is a lame duck head coach, right. And he's fighting for his job. What's in his best interest to start Andy Dalton or to continue to roll with Bryce young. And there are two questions that we all need to answer right now. Is Bryce already at that point where leaving him in the game is genuinely doing him long-term damage and potentially hurting his development. How much of that, is something that you have to weigh. I mean, is that going to hurt his confidence going forward more than benching him? Um, that one, I'm not sure. Also, you have to ask yourself, and this is another honest conversation that people are having, is it possible that this offense could be better with Andy Dalton? And I think a lot of fans have wondered for a, a long time if that was worth exploring. I believe the most passing yards that we had in a game this year came with Andy Dalton under center against the Seattle Seahawks. So a lot of these questions right now, they're 
they're they're relevant, you know. And I almost don't know that it's worth it just to have him to continue to get some development down the stretch for you to put him in harm's way. And like I said during the postgame show, potentially get him hurt at the very end of the year, like what happened with Austin Corbett, and have him miss time uh, this offseason to continue to grow and potentially not be available by the start of next season. I just think that's yeah. that's uh, that's malpractice at this point. And let's be real. If Frank Reich is not going to be here next year, then wh- why continue to have him learn all the nuances and the fine-tuning of going through Frank Reich's offense if he's just going to have to learn a brand-new one next year? It, well, I think it's more about game scenarios. I think it's more about the defense, what defenses are doing to you than necessarily becoming more familiar with your um, your offense. But I think uh, going back to your point, Cody, with if I frankly don't care if this team can win more games with Andy Dalton or not, uh, because and this is the thing is. I don't think any of this season was meant to try to win in a way. I mean, like, sure, who doesn't want to win? Who doesn't want to be better than expected? Who doesn't want to try to make a playoff? I'm not saying they're going out there and games. Honestly, you could say that they're going out there and not trying to win games at one and nine, though. But the who cares if we go and win three ga- two more games with Andy Dalton? Who cares if we have one or two more better, you know, a little bit better of an outing that just makes us not as angry for a moment? What really is the point is this, is Andy Dalton is not any part of the future. This team sucks. This team stinks. Yeah, and it's not true. because of Bryce Young, but he has not been as exciting or impressive as, hey, I wanted 100%. him to be. But, like it, but who really cares? In fact, to me, that's the reason that I think we should bench in, not bench sit. Sit is the better word, not bench. But I, it has nothing to do with us having an opportunity to win. It's protecting uh, an asset. At, and I just want to say is that, look, is that I would, frankly, leave him in if I had any belief that this team could incrementally get better from week to week. But right now this, this team is getting worse from week to week. So it's not like it. And so he's going to, that's all. CK, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, So my, my point being, and listen, if you are not a fan of Brayshon, you are already convinced he's a bust. Keeping him out there does no good for anybody, right? If you are a fan of Bryce Young, keeping him out there and your 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 belief is that his his this team is garbage and there's nobody that can succeed at this level. And no matter what side of that discussion you're on, it makes no sense to keep him out there. And I'll tell you a couple of reasons why. If your belief is that Bryce Young is a bust, well then that means he's not elevating the players around him. We have a second round pick in Jonathan Mingo that we are all shitting on because of his inability to run routes very yeah. effectively. His speed isn't very great. DJ Chark doesn't look like he's the guy that we we signed him to be. Um, Adam Thielen is slow as molasses. He's got uh, hands like nobody's business, but dude cannot run fast at all, right? So if you believe that 
all of this is true and Bryce Young is the reason that these guys are not being elevated, then by not putting Dalton out there, you're impacting the confidence of a young receiver in Mingo. Uh, some of these Zavala as a guard, all of these people that are that are being completely butchered because of Bryce Young, if you believe that is in fact the case. Um, and and let's be real, Frank Reich's job's on the line. So there's only one outcome that makes sense right this second, and that is put Dalton out there. If you believe a couple of different, and even if you don't believe that Dalton is going to be a better quarterback in this uh, in this situation, which I personally don't believe is going to be the case, then oh, same, I, same, right? If you don't, if you believe that it's just going to be one uh, A and one B with regard to how this team looks with either quarterback in there, put Dalton in there. This is a lost season. Move forward. Putting Bryce Young out there does nothing for your team whatsoever. It does nothing for Bryce Young. He's already played nine games and he has been hit way too many times. It's just, it, there's no. It's amazing he's that. not hurt. It's amazing he's not hurt. And frankly, let's put Andy Dalton out there to get murdered because that's it. Because I don't care if he's 5%, 10% better than Bryce right. Young right now. Yeah, that's we all point. believe that Bryce Young is going to be. 100% better than Andy Dalton in the long run. That's why he drafted him number one overall. But from day to day, if we just want to win a play, who gives a – that's not yeah, what I even it, care about. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 the, the difference right now is – What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Is, is meaningless. And also, if, if this is a lost season... Why are you trouting him out there for a lost season? If is right, it, right, is it is it just to get him more reps and more snaps and have him go through an entire NFL season? Uh, maybe so. So listen, I put up a poll in the chat: uh, Should Bryce be benched? And uh, right now, sixty percent to forty percent say yes. It's time for Andy Dalton as opposed to no. Let Bryce learn the hard way. I'm surprised it's so close, to be honest. Yeah. And to give people some context here, again, we're not just coming down on Bryce saying that he is the issue. But again, look at everything around him. This is not lost on anyone. Panthers wide receivers DJ Chark and Jonathan Mango played a combined 100 snaps yesterday. Chark was held without a catch. Mango actually outsnapped Adam Thielen but caught just one pass for six yards. And Terrace Marshall Jr. didn't have a catch because he was a healthy scratch. And the team sucks. The team about. sucks. From the Those guys did. The receivers, everyone right now is 
a part of Bryce having no confidence in what he's seeing or the protection in front of him, it, you, you're right to be worried about Bryce at this point. Frankly, I don't care about the wide receivers. There's a reason they're not getting catches. There's a reason they're not getting separation because the plays are over before those routes develop. But look, let's be serious here. DJ Shark, just a total letdown. 100, 1,000% non-existent. And this is what we get for believing that Jonathan Mingo, and this is what the team gets for believing that a, a player who has potential in Mingo is a contributor all right, out the gate. And then there is a lot to be said. Some people are talking about, I saw a great tweet about how Mingo, his skill set translates to the slot, but it's, it's Adam Thielen's there. So you're putting him in a position that he's not naturally great at on those, on those edge positions. So look, this whole thing is a disaster, but the only person that's going to be on this team next year guaranteed is Bryce Young. It's time to protect him. Yeah. And Adam Thielen, uh, white chocolate says pressure burst pipes or makes diamonds play him. And again, I understand both sides of this argument. I mean, I understand if you're like, Dude, we drafted this guy number one for him to not be playing. You know, I understand why some people might say that's kind of bullshit. Um, I, I, I do think that it's, you know, we're, we're running the risk of having the start of next season be even worse. Not only do you not have a first-round pick, but if Rush were to get hurt, then it's like you're continuing to, um, you know, as soon as you take one step forward, you take two steps back. And let's be real. We all know what the real issue is. It's this offensive line. And, Tony, it's incredible that we're sitting here saying this might be the worst offensive line that we've ever seen on this team. Like, just That's a sad think, thing. Just when you think that it couldn't get worse, it somehow does. By the way, Calvin Throckmorton was a scapegoat fire, so Fitterer could make a – David Tepper think that he's still doing things with his team, but they get rid of Thought Martin, who started what seven, seven or eight yeah. games for them. Uh, now they go to Chandler Zavala, like that's going to be an option. And now going into week twelve, the Panthers won't commit to starting Chandler Zavala. At they shouldn't off. commit. They shouldn't commit, and they shouldn't have released. Throckmorton, they should have said we're going to try a different player at a different position. It is, yeah, it's silly. Uh, but this is where uh, the concern is, is that I just don't see a case, a semblance of this line being able to improve even, even just an inch, right? Is you got a left tackle who is playing a position that where he struggles in pass rushes, but you're a team that's always trailing, so you're always in long passing downs, which puts him in a a precarious situation where he doesn't just have to learn how to overcome his shortcomings. His shortcomings are there on every single damn down. And then, you look, I mean, it was just – there was guys that were just walking through uh, in this last game. So that's why I don't even – yeah, I don't even care about the – the talent at the receiver part anymore. While I'm not saying those people are wrong in saying that, is that who cares if you're getting separation and mugged? Yeah. And uh, just to kind of go over to continue to stay on the offensive side of the football before we move on 
uh, to some of the defensive things. Um, PFF put out their numbers on uh, who were the best and worst offensive players of the Panthers this week. Uh, how about Taylor Moten with the 79.4 grade? Chuba Hubbard coming in second. Uh, Steven Sullivan, Adam Thielen, and Miles Sanders. Taylor Moten wasn't charged with any of the seven sacks taken by quarterback Bryce Young. He allowed two of the th- team's 23 pressures and earned a solid 72.6 pass blocking grade. Uh, now, where it gets embarrassing is the bottom performers on offense, man. You have DJ Chark at 51.2. Bryce Young continuing to look abysmal. That's a, that's kind of an unfair grade. Well, not unfair grade. That pick How six is DJ probably. How get better grade than Bryce? That's wild. Because he didn't drop the ball, I guess. He <laughs> may, you know, it's like, is that pick six is why his number is so low? You know, is that, um, go ahead. No, I mean, for sure. It's, uh, uh, White Chocolates is bench everyone. Uh, Burns, Brown, Luvu, and Moten. Uh, they probably won't do that, but uh, yeah. Can but- I also comment on? I want to comment on one thing: is y'all's thoughts about how this team is designed to be a power run team, but Frank Reich is refusing because both Thomas oh, yeah. Brown's scheme doesn't do this, and Frank Reich won't come out and say say that he wants to be a power run team. I actually don't have a problem with his position and saying this because look as you saw that this team has tried to run the ball throughout the season in the beginning of the season they were trying to run the ball and they just weren't effective certainly they've been a more effective down the stretch but to say you're going to be a power run team also means that you're going to try to keep games close that you're going to try to grind down and win and have some low scoring games and i just don't see the panthers be in a position they're always fighting for like trying to come from behind you can't be a power run team and be down three scores so i think that uh i thought that frank red committed to the run early in that game and tried to and look and had some success we have arguably our most successful rushing game against the dallas cowboys but again you fall behind and you start to get feeling like you need to catch up and look the, the fact that we're one and nine right now makes it more difficult for you. You're trying to catch up and win. Like you don't have an opportunity to lose. Like every loss means that you're closer to the end of your, your tenure in Carolina. So I understand look is that the Panthers aren't having success in being that spread passing offense and that we need to be more of like, we want to see that. But I don't think we're really capable. I don't think our defense has the chops to keep us in games each week like that. And we haven't been able to just run at will either. Yeah, but I mean, I'll say it like this, right? You knew that when you took the job last year, looking at the team and what they do well, and he even said this out of his mouth, that you could see that they were doing very well running the football, running that this back power. half of the season. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the back half of the season. I mean, he literally said that out of his mouth. And then you are continuing to do this thing, I find, both on offense and defense, where you're trying to fit a square peg in a round hole. We're built to run that 
that power run scheme instead of the zone blocking run scheme that we're currently running right now. And then when you add some further context to that, dude, it gets really abysmal. We're trying to be this pass happy football team, but uh, the pass block grade on offensive linemen in true pass sets, um, exclusive plays with less than four rushers, play action screens, short dropbacks, and time to throw under two seconds. The Carolina Panthers are the 31st worst ranked offensive line in football in those regards. I don't know how the New York Giants are rated worse than us. Uh, I mean, it's just absolutely abysmal. And then to to top it all off, this run game, like it's not complimentary football for our offense at all. Uh, The rate, so this is a chart of the rate at which each offense is earning a brand new set of downs. And the Carolina Panthers are 25th at only 67%. So the reason why I think CK and so many other people are so confused is that you're trying to force your team to be this pass-happy type of offense, Mm -hmm. and literally none of your personnel are designed to do so. Not in pass protection. Your receivers aren't getting separation by themselves, and you have a rookie quarterback that's struggling mighty right now. And it really feels like Thomas Brown and Frank Reich are doing nothing to make this situation any better than it is. I think that's a little. <laughs> oh, no. He was about to come in with a con. con- he was about to contradict your statement. And, yeah. uh, and the, the, the stream yard said, nah, we're not yeah. having it. Cody made too many logical yeah, points. There. Yeah, the football god said, no. Truth was spoken <laughs> on the C3 Panthers podcast. Oh, and man. it shall be known. Um, yeah, I think most people agree with that assessment, CK. Uh, we'll see what Tony has to say as I see him reconnecting right now. But shout out to our boy, Mr. Strats, uh, from 99.9 to fan. Apparently, the Sharks are circling the Panthers' head coach job. Really interesting to hear Tim Donnelly talk about it. Yeah, uh, CK, there were a lot of reports that uh, jobs might be on the line. And, um, I'll try and find the clip. Yeah. There was one of, I believe, Diana Rossini um, talking about uh, the just the 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 likelihood that someone's going to be fired. Uh, I meant to put this in the presentation, but I'll just throw it up here right quick um, from uh, Diana Rossini. Pretty much. Uh, Diana Rossini pretty much all but confirms that barring some drastic turnaround with market intangible improvement, the Panthers coaching staff will be all effectively wiped clean by David Tepper, who will be looking to take another swing at fixing the franchise. So this kind of doubles on top of what we were saying. It's like right now the coaches, it's already a bad deal what we have going right now. But it feels like the coaches are certainly doing nothing uh, to make it any better. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it, I I just don't see any positive movement um, at any level. Um, you could even you could argue that the defense is uh, is is looking like they're doing the best they possibly can on a 
on an absolute skeleton of a of a defense. Um, or you you know, so you can make an argument maybe uh, EE is out there doing some uh, some great things with that defense. But I'll tell you what, this offense with all of these you know this incredible coaching staff that we all thought we were getting from Frank Reich to Thomas Brown to to having Josh McCown as a uh, as a quarterback coach to to having uh, some of those uh, what uh, Jim Caldwell in the back uh, there hopefully giving some people some ideas of how this offense can be better. There has been no progress at any level at all. Maybe just the running game. Like that's the yeah. only improvement that I can say we've seen from week one to this point in the season. And that's it. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't look at this and say that there's been any improvement anywhere. When we go into games, like their game plan seems the same as it was the week before um, weekend and week out. Doesn't feel like they make any adjustments at halftime. Um, listen, I, again, and I know that there could be, you know, very minute changes to a, a, a scheme, to a game plan, to, to how they're going to go one week to the next. But, man, I tell you what, there's been nothing visible about this team showing that the coaching has elevated its players to be a better, uh, a, a, a perform at a, a higher level. Yeah, and Tony, I'm, I'm going to let you get off on this, but uh, when you even when you look at this past game, we had that 17-play drive. Marched down the field and got a touchdown, and it was doing what we already have been wanting to do: running the football and committing to it. We were able to march all the way downfield and and get a touchdown. If anything, you're controlling the clock and keeping your defense off uh, off the field. Tony, too simplistic. Uh, hopefully, you can hear me. Yeah. Uh, too simplistic of an interpretation in my eyes, and I'm not trying to be uh, to dis uh, to dump on you by saying that. It's look, is look, is that Bryce Young had 29 passing attempts, and we had 21 rushing attempts in that game. It's not like this was just an insanely lopsided pass game versus run game. And you got to know that when you're behind multiple scores, you're going to have to pass more. The other thing is, is that it's not like we just ran the ball with Will. We had some good running plays in that, in that, on that drive, but it took every single thing we had. We converted like three, four downs on that, on that drive. It wasn't like you were just like, oh, we're moving, we're getting the ball moving. And then, oh, this dummy starts calling pass plays. And so, I, I mean, I, I understand that people want to see the look is that the team has had, it has, that's the only thing that's gotten better is the running game. And that's Chuba Hubbard has, has looked tremendously better uh, this season than he's looked in the past. In my opinion, I think he's the only player that's gotten better throughout the season. Uh, but Co- uh, CK, what, to your point about the coaching staff and the game plan, I mean, I think those are all fair criticisms, but, I almost don't think like we have an opportunity to see a game plan develop at any moment. I don't even know if it's not because they have a game plan. It's just because like, it's just disaster from moment one, whether it's getting sacked, whether it's penalties, whether it's a turnover, it's like nothing has gone right in these games early to where any sort of rhythm, like even when the defense makes a good play, the offense can't do anything. 
and then it's right back to the defense. Anytime the offense does anything that's noteworthy, the defense is giving up seven yards a chunk on a carry or something. It's hard to see a game plan when, like, the whole thing is just a fucking shit show. Yeah, but you also have to be able to adapt. And if you look at guys like Kevin Kwan, who's struggling mightily this year, you don't know who your left guard is. Everybody has been thoroughly disappointed with Bradley Bozeman. Now even Austin Corbett isn't looking great. Don't you think that there's some legitimacy to the argument that this offensive line, as is, which, by the way, for the most part, is under contract for the next few years. So even if you wanted to uh, upgrade this old line, you're probably going to have some dead money somewhere along the line. Don't you think that there's some credence to the fact that they just aren't built well to be a pass-protecting offensive line when their strengths are more suited to be that aggressive downhill-style rushing attack? And, I mean, that's literally what they were successful Doing last year, one of the things having issues. One of the things I would say, and we had, uh, um, I can't remember one of our guests had talked about it with us having Bryce Young. You really have to invest in your guards, right? You have to have make sure that that interior is not able to push that pocket, collapse it from the interior, because that when you have a shorter quarterback, his 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 need to be able to stand in the pocket for a little bit longer, maybe even. Uh, you know, watch plays develop is going to be way more important uh, than the edge rushers that we're seeing. As you can see with these, uh, the pressures that we've seen for the most part, it's been through the interior. It's not been a lot of the coming around the edge that's really getting home that happens. But it's like when we talk about the Cowboys game, that happened with a lot of stunts that came up the middle, just running through double teams in the middle between Bozeman and Zavala and all that stuff. Uh, again, I'm not saying that Icky didn't look bad last week either. He didn't look great. He certainly looked uh, worse than he did the week prior to that. But, you know, it seems like the interiors are a leaky part. And I think you have to, you have to, you have to, if, if you believe that, I mean, you're going to have these guys on the team next year regardless, right? Put Icky at left guard. Like I said, I was against it at mm-hmm. first, right? But if this guy can shore up the interior uh, and 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 allow Bryce to not have to feel like somebody's in his face. Like, what's the biggest concern when you have a short quarterback? And that is people getting too like the defensive line on the interior being able to get in his face and bat down passes. Him not be able to see where he's throwing the ball because the defense is already there in his face. If you can stop that from happening by having a great interior line, um, I think that's that's worth experimenting with uh, with Icky because he clearly has the the dog in him to. To, to push these guys around. He just doesn't seem to have the speed to help prevent these guys on the edge from being able to get home from, you know, uh, a, a good amount of those past plays. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to D's. He says, I'm looking like a genius, man. But I mean, dude, really, it's not a great situation to be in because uh, Brady Christensen is only under contract for one more year next season. Now you're going to be putting him at left tackle if we did commit to making Icky a left guard. Now you would be putting Or you go get one of the agency. Go yeah, get a real Yeah, but what left? What, somebody. What? There's always somebody. Uh, Tony, you're Just breaking go get up, the top you're, one. You're breaking up real, real bad, dude. I don't, you might need to come back in and come out. But, I mean, I just don't know what high-end left tackles 
are available in free agency. You know what I mean? Like if right. you're if you're a left tackle worth your weight in salt, then more than likely a team isn't just going to be you know letting you out the door. Uh, I mean, it, again, it's it, I don't know where they would go and and find this man. I mean, do I know one thing is for sure? We're missing the hell out of Brady Christensen right now. That's for sure. I mean, uh, listen, there's yeah. uh, there's only one difference between this offensive line right now and what it was last year. And uh, that's Brady. I mean, it's hard to like, it's hard not to look at, you know, where he was and where this team is now and, uh, and think that he didn't have a big impact on how this uh, team performed. I'm not saying he was the catalyst. I'm sure he had some faults and, and how he played last year, but uh, you know, dude, I mean, we didn't look nearly this bad, even at the beginning of the year. It wasn't when we were defending Baker Mayfield, because we were saying the offensive line wasn't doing great. This offensive line still didn't look this bad. No, did I, I, I think we got you back, Tony. You want to try again? Uh, no, nah, I mean, I think you guys are handling it fine. I mean, I'm just saying this is whoever just go get the top guy in free agency. I mean, look, is Teron Armstead was out there. I don't know what he's doing in my, I can't say it's going to necessarily fix things, but it's not like there's not going to be every, it's just this is you can't go into next season. Just think, Oh, well, we'll try it with Brady Christensen at left tackle. And then this and this and this is you got to have, you got to have not only a number one plan, but like two or three backup plans here. Yeah. But why, why, why will we never just give Brady Christensen the chance? at the Because we don't have time. We don't have time or the luxury. You know what? You let him go and have a real battle in camp. And if all of a sudden he's winning, and doing well, then sure, give him the opportunity. But you don't give him the opportunity by not going and bolstering the position. Yeah, I mean, I just think that the resources, uh, you know, I mean, we're gonna there is nothing to- more important than upgrading this offensive line. There is right. zero no, things that are more important than that. Yeah, but remember, as I said earlier, though, right now you do have money wrapped up into this offensive line. So even up, no, you don't. Who do you got? You have Bozeman. You have Austin Corbett. Icky is getting Taylor paid a good amount. Uh, by the way, Brady Christensen only has one more year on his contract, and Icky's a rookie. So, yeah. On a, a, have... a first-round, like, top-ten contract. Yeah. 100. So, uh, you do have a lot of money wrapped up into your old line. There's no way you're going to be able to get away from any of these guys, even if you wanted to. No, I think you keep all of them. I don't want to get away from them. I want them to be part of that solution. I just want more people added to this team. I want them to be in a position where they could potentially be successful. Um, So, look, we need to talk about this story because it was one of the biggest ones going on right now. And you know what? It's one of the things that actually, uh, in recent hours, has given Panther fans a little bit of hope. Hmm. Should the Panthers be interested in looking to sign Darius Leonard? This was a news story that... I know it's Barber. I know it's Barber. Do you really? Remember CK? Yes. (laughs) We met him at the the, uh, training camp. Yeah, and we gave him a shout-out on the show. telling me about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So uh, today, listen, uh, Darius Leonard, he hadn't even been playing that much for the Colts this year. Uh, they were wondering about uh, injuries and snap count, all these different things. But the Colts just straight up released Shaq Leonard 
um, and now he's going to hit waiver wires. He put out a message on his Twitter. It was looking like a retirement message. Normally, that's you know the font and the picture you would put out when you retire. But uh, no, he's uh, moving on, and uh, he's looking for another team. And this is the reason why Panther fans were kind of excited about this, boys, because the waiver wire order is based on the reverse order of the current NFL standings. Right now, the Panthers are number one, and the Cardinals are number two. Leonard is owed $6.1 million for the rest of the season, and if a team claimed him, they'd be on the hook for $6.5 million that is guaranteed for injury in 2024. Uh, he is under contract until 2026, in which that uh, cap hit becomes $16.1 million in 2024, $19 million, in 2025 and 19.6 million in 2026. Now, a lot of people are balking at the dollars and the contract, but boys, as someone, right, look, look, let's be real. Shaq Thompson probably played his final snap as a Carolina Panther. You have not been able to replace Luke Kingsley or Thomas Davis. He already has that Carolina connection. If you're going to have a little more money next year, why wouldn't you want to put a dominant linebacker like Darius Leonard in the middle of your defense, man? Because dominant linebackers don't get released. They do when when you have another dominant linebacker that's been able to take his place when he was injured over at Indianapolis, and that's going to save okay. some money potentially. Um, okay. so, yeah, Is that I, I why? Um, I think that his injuries the, over the past couple of years have been a concern. He had the back injuries and what have you. Um, uh, he was, yeah, I think his time, like seeing the other, uh, I can't remember the other linebacker's name that took his place while he was out. Uh, he had been balling out. Last year he balled out. This year he's been doing a pretty decent uh, job. And so I think that probably has a little bit to do with it. It might be him wanting to be let go. Um, I, I, listen, I'm sure there's going to be some reasons that come out, out, out of the woodwork later. But here's my thought. Right now, you have Frankie Louvu that you have to sign, and you have Darius Leonard, uh, who you could possibly have on this team next year. Um, this is one of the positions we're going to have to shore up in offseason anyway. So $6 million hit this year is nothing. $16 million hit, hit next year is absolutely nothing. Um, that 19- I don't know. That's a lot. Not, not, hey, not when you're talking about paying Brian Burns $30 million. Uh, you know, th- yeah. listen, I... This this is an important position we haven't had short up in a while. I think it's worth, uh, you know, at least the idea of pulling him into this team. Um, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But I mean, at this point in time, you have nothing to lose. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but isn't the point of having a quarterback on a rookie contract is that then you can allocate other free agent dollars to building the team around him? Yeah. Like this is a part of that, man. This is a part of that, and the fact that we've been in such desperate need for a linebacker for such a long time now, it just, it, it makes it all the more of a no brainer. Now being realistic, does Darius Leonard want to be a Carolina Panther? That I'm does not he have sure. a choice if you claim no, him? But that, that's the thing. If we claim him, no, but uh, he can but, hold out. Yeah. I mean, he can hold out, but he is from the area. Um, you know, we're, we're trying to be doing Frank Reich is right. the guy that picked him. Yeah, for that yeah. Team. that's and that's another reason why people are mentioning us because he was picked in the, I believe, the second round, uh, when Frank Reich was the head coach for 
uh, the Indianapolis Colts. So it, it kind of makes sense on a lot of different levels. Yeah. I mean, frankly, only, I don't care. The only reason that it wouldn't happen, in my opinion, is David Tepper is telling Fitterer, you're not making any more moves for this yeah. team. Um, we're not going to be locking us up to another contract for a guy who potentially isn't going to be there uh, next year that I want, you know, if we're going to hire new staff and a new GM next year, I want them to be able to build this team the way they want to and not have a burden of a, a, big, con- yeah. a, a big contract that they didn't really foresee having to take on right now. The, if you look at the Panthers, we are a blank check to a GM uh, and a uh, and a, and a coach, and what I mean by that is you're not held. You don't have anybody on this team that has some crazy contract for five years that's going to bi- make it impossible for you to build the team the way you believe you think it's going to be best uh, for this team. You may not have a uh, number one overall pick next year, but you have you have a lot of pieces that aren't necessarily a guaranteed contract next year that you don't you can get rid of and replace if you needed to. So if he's claimed off waivers, his contract goes with him, you're saying? That's yeah. not the guarantee money. And then yeah. if he clears waivers, then he'll become a free agent, right? Right. Okay. Um, but that's if it clears waivers. Uh, I mean, look, is that is is that anything anybody could make this team a, a better? I'm not saying that somebody's not going to make this team better. Um, you know, it's just – but right now, I don't even know – you would have to really believe that he's going to, he could make this team better in the future more so. Cause right now I don't really care about anything this season. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I think is this is like a, what I would say is every dollar that we can save at this point for allocating to really good players in the future. I would hate for four or $5 million to be a problem for why we couldn't get that left tackle, whoever that free agent big one is, or why we couldn't, you know, get uh, a high-end guard or why we couldn't sign Brian Burns because we dilly-dallied and tried to spend just a little bit to make this season a little more pleasant or less miserable. Um, But if you could see him being a part of a defense that needs some veterans um, in the future, I just feel like $16 million for a linebacker is significant. Yeah. so, look, we only have four more slides, and then we can do cat calls the rest of the night, Tony Dunn. How about that? we got to do prize picks before we get to the calls, too. Absolutely. Um, so, on our defense, uh, I, I showed you the amount of times that we're converting um, first downs on offense. Well, the defense is not looking too bad. Here. Uh, this is the rate at which each defense prevents the opponent from earning a new set of downs, and currently – uh, the Carolina Panthers rank 29th at 74%. But and, guess and- what? They also only rank 3% at turnovers. This defense isn't as good as people want to believe it is. Amen. Amen, CK. And you know what? Just five weeks ago, four or five weeks ago, you said that defense was the real problem on this team. And then the offense just went so shitty over oh, the no, next couple of now, weeks. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can't say that anymore. But the defense isn't good. They're just better than the offense. They're just yeah, and and, and that's that's the only thing we can hang our hat on. Like <sighs> when you when you're more excited to see your special teams unit out there on the field than you are any uh, your offense or defense, you know you have a problem. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Now looking at the uh, highest rated PFF members of our defense, 
Um, here's how it shakes Damn. out. Troy Hill continuing to make a name for himself, looking good at 90.9. Uh, and look, someone else that we need to give some more love, uh, and that's Derek Brown. And listen, he didn't get a lot of love during the game because everything else is going so terribly, man. But Derek Brown, he was throwing around Zach Martin, one of the best guards in the NFL. Derek Brown was looking like a man amongst boys. Um, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm even getting to the point where I feel like he might be our most consistent defensive lineman. And, Without a doubt. I don't yeah, even think I've, it's close at this point. Yeah, more, than that, Brian, more than Brian Burns, I say at this point. Look, oh, yeah. is that once we mention Brian Burns' name, we're going to have to get into this whole long rigmarole of, well, he doesn't have anybody to help him. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I think this is that the fact that the Panthers teams have had leads against us does hurt Brian Burns because we're not getting teams in tough. We're not doing what teams are doing to us. Yeah. Is there not fault? They're, they're not behind in the game, in the points, and they're not behind in the chains. So, like, you can't sack a team that's running the ball. You know, you can't sack the running back. So, I mean, look, is there some real credence to, like, why uh, maybe Brian Burns' production doesn't match his capability? And that might not entirely be under his control. Yeah. But no, at the I'm same not- time, Brian uh, Derek Brown has been consistently getting better from year to year. He just doesn't play a sexy position. No, he, he, he doesn't play a sexy position. Um, but he has been a steadfast, you know, position. He's 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 great in the run game. He impacts the pass game from time to time. Um, but he does what you want an interior lineman uh, to do on this defense. And uh, I think he's done it incredibly well. We haven't called his name for missing tackles. He he hasn't been a liability, and he certainly only presented himself as an asset up to this point. Troy Hill being at that rate, like I mean, Troy Hill has been an interesting. Uh, cornerback in this uh, in this offense or this defense rather been a pleasant um, addition, a pleasant addition to this team. He is, he has, but I think we we have to start to trickle our our eyes down to the uh, the bottom of the uh, defense and uh, peak who's uh, who's at the number fourteen spot because this is not looking great. Dante's giving up. Look, is this is the problem with playing corner, bro? Dante giving and Dante take it the way, man. He has a good game, and then he'll follow it up with a dog shit game. Well, yeah, and look, um, is again, it's the it's the that's why the corners get paid the big bucks, dude, because they get out there and they and when things go wrong, everybody watches a mod Sports Center. Everybody sees their failings. I think for Dante, though, just to look is that he's not meant, nor was he ever meant to be the number one corner from the time we drafted him throughout, right? He was supposed to be a good two second corner, maybe, or a guy that's going to be a nice rotational piece. I mean, yeah, you signed him to be a starter, but the, the, the fact of the matter is, is there's no other corners out there that have any experience. So Dante is he's got a tall task each week that he's not well suited for in the first place. But the problem is, is his, his, his performance wasn't against CD lamb. Like Troy Hill was on CD lamb a lot last night or on Sunday. Like, I don't think Dante Jackson 
was really, I think he was going up against Gallup, which I'm Gallup is a good wide receiver. Don't get me wrong. Um, But I mean, Dante Jackson, he wasn't a 41.6 PFF. Like, you no matter what you think about them, the fact that he's rated that low is pretty concerning. Uh, I think, yeah, I think too, CK with one of these is that Dante is the type of player where he's good. He's not great. Right. Um, And Good, not great players look really bad on bad teams. Yeah. You know, and, and like Trey Boston looked really good on a defense where there were really good players around him. But yeah. then you put him out there on a team where they don't have good players and you he's the best player on that defense. All of a sudden, he doesn't look as good anymore. So I think Dante Jackson would be a good player on a good defense. Uh, it's just he's not on a good team, and that shows that he's not a great player. How too. how has Deion Jones fallen so far down the the totem pole in his performance in the NFL? I don't know, man. That's hard. Man, man. I tell you, it's not for. Well, I guess he's only twenty eight too. I think. Yeah, he's not old, so I really don't know. Like, there's, I, I don't understand how you fall that far. Like, he used to be a top tier linebacker in the league you know i'm not gonna say he was like a top five or anything like that but he was like he was a solid starter for the falcons there for you know many years and to have him being in this position that's it's just weird to me that he is this lackluster uh at this position with us like i mean i know again like you said average to mediocre players are going to look 10 times worse on a bad team but yeah i just i i i i I, I just struggle to understand how this is such a quick drop from, you know, fall from grace, grace for him. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been steep, man. And a side <laughs> puddle, we, you know, had some hope for, he's also not looking very good. Uh, Deshaun Williams, again, just a whole lot of, a whole lot of nothing really, man. Uh, but hey, man, before we go any further, we need to let y'all know that we are brought to you by prizepicks.com, your number one spot for daily fantasy sports. Uh, your boy was able to win $40 over the weekend uh, using uh, prize picks, man. And we want y'all to download prize picks today. Play daily fantasy sports with us. Make sure you use the promo code C3 when you sign up. All first-time users that deposit and use our C3 promo code receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Uh, if you deposit 100, prize picks will give you 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks will give you 50. That is prizepicks.com. Uh, while y'all were talking, I was kind of putting together my own little, uh, my own little projection list uh, for this weekend. Right now, uh, they have Christian McCaffrey. Man, you better jump on this right now because oh, you get a free square. Uh, can I yeah. go ahead and advertise this real quick? Yeah. Is first, I want to just encourage everybody. First, thank you for all the people that are listening that have signed up with promo code C three. But if you are interested in the opportunity to make some real money and play daily fantasy football sports. I can't uh, ask you enough to use the promo code C3 because every time someone uses that code, they are able to see that uh, these segments uh, are drawing interest to their platform. This is the second year we've had prize picks as a sponsor. 
and we would like that to continue into the future. But they have a lot of cool things. And this week, because of Thanksgiving game on Thursday, you're going to see the San Francisco 49ers. Christian McCaffrey is a ultimately a free play. They've got him. If he just gets one yard in that game, you've got a win there. So what you can do is, is the way that the daily fantasy football works is you just got to have multiple entries from multiple teams, a minimum of two entries of two players from two different teams, and you can up to double your money. But the more entries you have, if it's three, you can win by five times. If it's four, you can win 10 times. If it's five or six, I think six is 20 times. So look, is that right now, though, statistically, you get a free one. So you could do a four play with the same odds as a three if you use that free square. So if you are looking for an opportunity to make the most of your initial deposit, now is a great time to do it with this promo offer using the promo code C3. Christian McCaffrey's a lock right there. Who do you like, Cody? Yeah, man. Listen, the only one that I'm hesitant about. So right now I have CJ Stroud at more than 275 and a half passes. That's a lot. I know. I know. I'm hesitant about it. Every week. They have this crazy number for who season. are they playing? Uh, Jacksonville, who are seven and three right now. So it is rough, and that is the better part of that team. That division that, game, yeah, yeah, you man. could see them stumbling right here. Yeah, that one, that one I can be moved to change my mind. Uh, Christian Watson, uh, the past five games in a row has failed to get to 45 receiving yards, so I have that again with him. They're playing Detroit. So uh who does he play for? Uh the Packers. Okay. Um and shut up, Anthony. I haven't taken a Jaguar or CJ Stroud in the past few weeks, dude. So who knows what you're talking about? Uh and I got Travis Etienne at uh all he has to do is get one touchdown, either passing, rushing, or receiving. Oh, that's a lot. But you know, I like him. I like him. I would tell you this on my that's just initial one touchdown. That's not well. Bad. I mean, as look, is there's an easy chance a player just you could have had CD Lamb against the Panthers. That didn't happen. You know what I mean? Like, is yeah, get, getting in the six passing yards. Though. Yeah, so getting in the end zone is a always comes with its own inherent risk, right? Um, I think this is. I would be. Uh, the number for CJ Stroud is not just that it's high. I think it's like one of those you just stay away from. It's not, you know, it's like, because yeah, I mean, he could go over, he could go like, it's just, I don't know if I like to find something that's just a little bit more friendly in the numbers game. Uh, Who are the Panthers playing? And what is Adam Thielen's number? I mean, like Adam Thielen is really only have one game where he didn't meet his number. We're playing the Titans. Okay. Um, Which if I could be wrong, but I feel like they have a pretty decent defense. Um, They got him at 70 yards. I feel like that's way. Yeah, that's too. Yeah, that's too high. I don't like that. They're Bryce. Man, I almost go Bryce under there. Less than. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't love I don't love the CJ Stroud, but I like your other picks on that list. Um, why don't you let's go, let's peek around a little bit just real quick. Remember prize picks. What here, tell them what this twenty dollars would do is look, is normally four picks at twenty dollars. Do you have four or five in? Uh, I have four. 
four, look at this, $20 pays out 10 times, mm. right? But think about this is really you're getting a three picker that pays out 10 times. So you're really, you got, we just got to nail these other three real quick is just get out of the Panthers altogether at this point. And I'm sitting here just saying, uh, let me leave it there while we figure out the next one. Go to, just go to, uh, Receiving well, yards. I'm thinking about. Uh, I think I, it's I dangerous. Know. I think a division game. I think Jacksonville right now is going to try to show Houston that they're the real contender yes, in the division. Really, and, they, and they lost to Houston the first time around. So yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're going to be. Uh, dude, I'm thinking about X and the CJ and putting Bryce uh, less than two o two. I mean, come on. Has he gotten to 201 times this year? Yes. No, yes, 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 yes. It's been the last three games. He just never know. It's just like every time he does terrible. Ter- but I got in this with Baker last year. It was just like uh, at some point he's got to be pretty good. You know? Um, oh, this one's tough, man. Go just look around the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't pick Bryson more than that. wouldn't feel great to me. Um uh, let's. What are the Thanksgiving games? Thanksgiving are Commanders, Giants. I would like maybe. What are the Commanders receivers? Look, Sam Howell. What's Sam Howell's number? No, the Commanders just played the Giants. The Commanders play who? No, I think on the Thanksgiving commanders, the Commanders do play though. Uh, they do. I don't know. I forget who they're playing the. Um, not Dallas. Either. Is it Dallas? Oh God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Dallas. Dallas. Hey, look at Sam Howell passing numbers and maybe go less. All right. He's going to be getting sacked. Mm. Uh, I know, man. Ron Rivera's on the hot seat, man. You never know. Riverboat Ron might might show up. What about the Lions? I love golf. Golf is always a good play throughout the season. Let me see what uh, Howell is. Uh, they have him at two fifty five uh, against Dallas. Yards. Mm. Dallas is cooking. What did he get last game? Uh, it was terrible. You mean just the passing yards? Uh, it was two fifty five. Two yeah, two fifty five. Nah, look, nah. he has played. He has look at the teams he played though and did well against. Yeah, I don't like them. I'm not trying to mess with Dallas, dude. That Dallas is starting to get good at the right time, too. But I would every, say every, less than right now. Every week, I've wanted to take Stroud and more on the passing yards. I don't do it, and he breaks it all the time. But I'm thinking uh, taking out that Stroud one and going with Bryce and okay. uh, and doing less, man. All right. I'll oh, yeah. would put Stroud less. Dude, Stroud less than 275, too. Boom. Get a five picker in. Both of them? Maybe. Uh, that's what I would do. Now, if I hit on all five, yeah, then it's still uh 10-time payout. Uh, but you get, but it's a flex, right? So if it I immediately only, becomes a flex, the other one wasn't a flex. 
But if I go to four, if I get four correct, uh, it's uh, two times. Two times. Yeah. I don't know. It's your money. You do it. This is your week. Ah. Uh, all right. I'm going to. I'm gonna go for the gusto, man. I'm gonna go for the gusto. I think I'm gonna. Uh... Yeah. Go with your gut. Go with your gut, dude. Just go with your gut. Oh man, that is tough. That is tough. All right, I'm doing it. I'm doing all five. Dang. There you go. There you go. That's prize picks. Use the promo code C3, guys. Please help support our sponsors as we continue to grow in the podcast. I got to tell you, uh, the fact that we've had so many viewers. What are what's our numbers at right now? Uh, we're right, people... now at, right now we're at 106. We had 120 a little while ago. We appreciate y'all yeah. for hanging out with us, man. Uh, Tony, I told you that I can make these cat calls work, and I can because I am the producer extraordinaire, brother. Uh, and I've got you covered. Let's uh let's jump into some of these cat calls. What do you say? Let's do it. Yeah, if you would like to be a part of the conversation, call into the cat calls line at 252-228-5098. Uh let's jump into it. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. Love you all. Stay safe. Have a blessed day. Watch some football and relax on Thanksgiving. Um, praying for you and the Panthers, Mom. That's my mom's. Hey, yeah. Mama Dunn and the cat calls. Oh, it's starting yeah, out. Uh, appreciate you, Mama Dunn. Let me get on this Bryce Stetter or a play thing. Um, if you were going to let him sit and learn by Andy Dalton, should have done it at the beginning of the year. We're too far in. We're way too far in. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he sat for a year. Yeah, tell me if y'all can hear that. He got the certain job. It's a little faint, but we took can it over. It. He never I gave turned it up all the way. That's Alex good. Smith. It was his job. Um, you know, you look at the games we have left. The team's records are 27 to 33. They're, we're not playing good teams for the rest of the year. Like last week, we played the fucking Cowboys with probably one of the best defenses in the NFL. Of course, it was going to be a slaughter. Of course, it's going to look super horrible, like we can't do a, a goddamn thing on offense. Of course, it's supposed to be like that. But the teams we play next, they're not that good. 27-33 overall record. Now, imagine if we can actually get some wins at the end of the year with this. Imagine if Bryce can get us some wins at the end of the year. So going into the next year, he has a little bit of confidence. Hey, he ended on a good note. Won a couple of games at the end, maybe three or four. You know, we have seven. Games I love this point. Win three or four. Um, you know, I have the. I just think we, there's no reason to bench him. He needs experience playing in the NFL, not just scheme wise, just playing speed wise. And I think people are saying, "Oh, we need to take him out." I think you're just babying him, honestly. 
Like, welcome to the pros, bro. We traded up three first-round picks. We traded DJ Moore. Fuck you. You're playing. I don't care. And you're worried about his feelings, kid. Listen, if you're scared... Nah, we're not worried about his feelings. We're worried about his health. Sorry. Uh, Pressure. It bursts pipes or makes diamonds. That's his choice. Peace. All right. Good. I uh, just want to say this is that I think uh, that's a legitimate point of why to start him. We couldn't figure out why, you know, we were really concerned about the potential of him getting hurt. That's what it is. It's not about his feelings. It's not about him having adversity. It's about the fact is, is as this team just spirals the drain, do you ruin the one thing you have that could potentially be good with injury? But he does raise a good point, is that as you enter teams that suck, you got to play. You get to play the Saints. You get to play the Falcons. You get to play the Bucks. You get to play the uh, – the t- I mean, these teams that just haven't been good, what, what if you could get some wins and develop a little confidence and momentum for Bryce? I think that could be a good thing. It almost goes like this, is let's trot them out there one or two more weeks and if it continues to be like this against bad teams, let's really start. Maybe doing it this week would be too soon, but it would be something to consider as we get closer to the end of the season if we don't see any improvement from this offensive line. Yeah, 100%. and it, there is the point to be made that he's never going to have that breakout performance uh, if he doesn't uh, play. To play, you know? Yeah. So, uh, by the way, a few super chats. David Screw says, "Hey C three, when can I be a guest on your show?" Hey, hit up the free for all, man. Every Friday at seven p.m. Come on the free for all, and uh, that—that's what it's for, man. That's a great way to dip your toes into C three Nation. Uh, then Avery Stewart with the four ninety nine says they just need to run the ball and set up Bryce to play action. It's almost like it's simple, Avery. It's almost like. We can figure this out, and our coaching staff has a hard time with it. Well, I do want them to, even if we're, we, we got to just get them under center more. Uh, Jake DeLone talked Great. about this on the on the radio broadcast, is that under center makes the defenses play differently. And you just, that's here, is we haven't had six, it almost like it was this. Do you remember, Cody, when you when they said when we said we're bright? If you bright, draft Bryce Young, you're going to be predominantly in the shotgun. That's what you said prior to us drafting him, and when we drafted him, that's almost like a presupposition that not only that we had because of what he did in college, but also because of his size. And you're thinking, hey, man, this gives him an opportunity to better see see the field. But it almost just feels like the coaching staff felt that too. Right, it's like go against the grain, put him under center. He hasn't been bad under there, and uh, that's where you can get the run game going more, on, like a more honest running attack. And you can set him into some positions where, if that running attack starts to hit, that you can play action. You can't play action when you're not running the ball. You no. can't play action out of shotgun. Yeah. And hey, how about look at this? The boy white chocolate. Said that he just won 200 bucks on prize picks. Hey, y'all. 
Get in on that action, man. Do we get fans telling us how much they're winning on prize picks all the damn time? Let's take another call. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. Buika, buika, buika. <coughs> oh, shit. Sorry, my bad. <coughs> damn, dude. Y'all know I stay smoking. <coughs> I was holding that shit in the whole motherfucking time. <coughs> <laughs> this talk of we should bench <laughs> Bryce the Truth Young has got to be the most asinine, dumbest, moron shit I've ever heard in my entire motherfucking life. Y'all pick up your fucking nuts. Like, oh my god, bro. Like, the fan base is just turning into a bunch of soft fucking pussies, bro. We're talking about a we're talking about a light skinned nigga that has played at the highest level at every fucking uh every stage of his fucking collegiate career. And you're over here trying to say it could it could hurt his mental or it could hurt his development blah 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 blah. Y'all sound so fucking soft. Fuck, hell fucking no. You leave his ass in there, bro. And you let him fucking get through the bumps and the fucking bruises. The fuck is going on here, bruh? Practice? Practice. Practice. As my nigga Alan fucking Iverson said. So you want him to fucking... Oh, let's bitch Bryce Young... To say this, this dude, this dude does not flinch. His mental capacity is just fucking fine, bruh. I w- this is his working year. He needs to get through this year on top of his two fucking feet unscathed, bruh. I'd rather have him go through all this shit right now than in his sophomore fucking year. The fuck are we talking about? Y'all sound soft as fuck. Pick up your fucking nuts, man. My God, y'all turn some to, into some soft punanis, bruh. What the fuck are we talking about here? So, Cody, like this agenda that you're trying to push is fucking dead, bruh. It's the biggest cop out I've ever heard. No, let the motherfucker develop. Let him go through the fucking fire. He'll be fine next year. I want him. I want him. His his twenty two year old stuff. If he is twenty three, his his this is his rookie. I want him to go through this shit right now. The fuck? Man, you, you won't be saying that with a torn ACL. I'll be fucking calling it all motherfucking night. You know what y'all talking about, man? The prime goes before the fall. Hey, hey, hey. Uh. Oh man, no, you know, oh, it's gonna auto. I think yeah, you got we, it on either yeah, auto play or something. Um, look, is that? Gee, you know you're misinterpreting it because nobody has said to protect him and nobody has said really because his, I mean, I guess there have been some things is like, are you stunting his development by getting him, like by him not learning real anything that's good? But the whole thing is, is this, if this guy has a blown out ACL, that's what it is. You know, is that like what are you going to be called? You know what is the first thing that every b- person that who says Bryce the truth is going to say is y'all ruined him. You ruined him. You put him out there to get slaughtered. This you. I mean, and so look, is basically it comes. I, but I think there is wisdom in some of the things that G Baby always says is that look is 
him surviving this season uh, could instill a degree of confidence in his durability, his ability. Um, yeah, you know, like, I feel like G Baby is so dismissive of how absolutely dog shit Bryce is playing. Everyone know that he was Bryce's number one fanboy. And the fact that he makes it sound like it's the dumbest idea in the world to bench Bryce. Meanwhile, he's under a lame duck head coach. He's behind one of the worst offensive lines. Uh, he doesn't have receivers that are separating. And now he's missing wide open receivers literally every game. Literally every game there are, I there think are plays to be had where there is a receiver open. And he is not hitting them. It is starting to be a compound effect that I feel is getting worse over time. I think there is something to be said for saving his health, saving his confidence, and you know, not putting him through this torture anymore. And I, I think dog torture. shit is. I think uh, I think Judge dog shit is exaggerative. No, it isn't. It's absolutely. He's been playing like. How has it been anything better than dog shit? How he's not been playing well, no one has, yeah. But saying okay. dog shit is like, I just I think that's a bit uh, of, of basically when you say he's playing dog shit, it, it puts a lot more onus on Bryce Young than it does anybody else. And and Bryce is gonna take that, right? Bryce is gonna agree with you, Bryce is probably gonna say that. But I also think the idea that he's missing wide receivers in every game, every single quarterback in the entire NFL does that. Right. So the I like you can't you can't also in the same breath say that he's he's not hitting his receivers because he is. He isn't. He isn't. He hasn't been good. He hasn't been good. Every week when I do the film rooms. Okay, okay, fine, fine. He's not making but dog shit is exaggerative. Dog shit is exaggerative. Dog shit on this team right now. Well that's fair. I mean that's fair. He is playing. I like just him. would say he's not playing. And he's missing open wide receivers. He is. I think when you say it like that, you're going to invite the people that are coming at you Good. all day long to say the agenda thing when you're actually making a legitimate point that he's not playing well. Look, yeah. but no one's playing. I just, but I don't think I just don't disagree with the use of dog shit there. But hey, next call. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what term would be a better term. But what up, below guys? average, this is D's. Just underwhelming for me tonight. Not a whole lot I wanted to get into about the Panthers being at one and nine. I don't have a whole lot of energy to give those guys. I did want to say that I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the C3 Panthers podcast. I'm glad that we've got a community that people can join and share and be a part of and join the, the friendship and fellowship that comes with C3. There's nothing like getting together with some good friends, whether it's on a Tuesday night at 9 p.m. or it's on a Friday night at 7 p.m. on the free-for-all. Or the post-game show after these tragic games that we watched <laughs> all along this season. Unfortunately, Carolina brought in a brand-new coaching staff, traded up to the number one position, drafted a quarterback, and we've seen little changes as far as our win-loss record and, of course, our productivity on offense. We'll certainly see the fallout from that probably later on this season. Uh, we didn't see it during the, this holiday week, um, which a lot of people expected. But given it was a short week, that's why we didn't make that coaching change or that GM firing. That'll be the first thing to happen. We'll get rid of the, the Scott Fitter as GM, and then hopefully that GM will pick a, a head coach and we'll move forward from there. 
I could get into the banter, the banter about how Everett was done, and maybe we should keep him a head coach. But instead, I just want to wish wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving from the C3 Panthers podcast. It's a great community. We want you to join and be a part of it. Remember to like, subscribe, and share to the podcast itself. It really helps in the algorithm. Along with that, you can become a super fan for just $1.99 a month. Come and join us. Be a part of C3. If you want to join that C3 army and you're on X, put that C3 in your name. Let us know if you'd like to join the C3 Nation chat. Um, We have shows twice a week. One on Monday at 6.30 and then one again on, on Thursdays at 6.30. Of course, this week we're going to be observing that the holiday and spending time with family and watching football. But we'll catch all you guys on the Friday free-for-all at 7 p.m. Check us out. All 10 pounds heavier and bloated from this great big Thanksgiving meal coming up. Happy Thanksgiving, C3. Keep pounding. Can't beat that guy right there. Dees, we love you, man. Uh this is the best, man. Happy Thanksgiving from City yeah. Nation. Uh, don't forget Pickles Call, too. That was that first one. I don't uh, know if you remember it. The Anyway, uh, they have those spaces, right, man. Right. Those spaces. If I, if like, I didn't uh, know, I'll grab it again. Yeah. Okay, let's go on to the next call. Thank you. Dees, you know what? You just did all the legwork for me right there. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dees is the homie. Hey. That's why he's called the brand ambassador, man. Surpass Ray Carruth as the biggest piece of shit scumbag villain in Carolina sports history. Yeah, agreed. Wait, wait, let me play that one more time. Has David Tepper surpassed Ray Carruth as the biggest piece of shit scumbag villain in Carolina sports (laughs) history? <laughs> I didn't no. hear that first part of that. Yeah, I definitely can't say that. <laughs> has, 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 uh, has, no. Has no, no, no. Um, no. That is that this is Ray Carruth is the um the worst type of story that you want associated with a football team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um or with uh with any story in life, to be honest. One that uh, so no. No. Um, yeah, I mean, t- but would we rather have? Well, how about this? Would we rather have stoic ass Jerry Richardson, who we thought was actually a robot at one point, or just a yeah, stoic? Like, <laughs> I thought at one point that Jerry Richardson was. Uh, what is it they call when you get a ant with an animal stuffed? You get a taxidermy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought he was just like. I was wondering whether or not uh, he had a stroke in the owner. You know what? But, but he had a little dog in him. He'd be like, turn around, baby. I want to see you in them jeans. Let me see them jeans, little Charlotte. Uh, hey, by the way, thank you to David Screws with the $2. says, put Deuce Daly in at coach. See what happens. Where's uh, the life? Well, you know what? We haven't seen him a lot. I haven't seen any pressers with him. I haven't seen any demonstrative moments no, on the sideline. Well, I mean, I guess the, uh, running, the running game has been so underwhelming. It's like, why even hear from him at this point? But I, he was supposed to be assistant coach. I hear you. Co- I, hear I you. just thought we, I just thought we would feel and see his presence more often. Uh, even if that was just a little pan to him on the sideline, grabbing somebody by the face mask or something. We just haven't just been missing in action. Yeah. I mean, dude, at this point, I'd rather hear from uh, James Campen than I would do Staley. Like, talk about why this whole line is so trash. Uh, I may have played this one. Let's see. 
What's up, PK family? Podcast brothers. It's JJ. And, Hello, JJ. Um, I just had a real quick question. Uh, because it's, you know, fire for Scott Fitter's season. You know, we all want his ass fired. So I figured, which is a, which is a bigger, bigger negative? Like, what, I think the pick six by Deron Bland was a perfect example as to why Scott Fitter needs to be fired. But my question is to y'all, which side of it is more of a reason why Scott Fitter should be fired? It, should it be the fact that Deron Bland is a fifth round rookie that is more productive than basically any pick Scott Fitter has made? He traded up and picked number one overall is the guy who threw a fucking pick six on the play. Like which which part of the play makes Scott Fitter looks worse? The fact that he can't draft or the fact that the guy he drafted made the fifth round pick look even better after the fact. Let me just, yeah, that's just the question at the end of the day. But yeah, no, just a quick one. Keep pounding y'all. Um, nothing too much. Keep I have a Keep question. Pounding. Why does why does everybody sound a lot higher pitched on these calls tonight? It's just the sound, the different sound program probably. Oh, because it's usually Bluetooth from my phone to my soundboard, yeah, which I'm is probably to... going through a compressor and equalizer. So. Directly gotcha. in my um, and then uploads them. I would say this is it's definitely the former JJ. It's uh it's that the the guy who's got who's about to set the record for pick sixes is a fifth round rookie. I didn't know that that he was a fifth round rookie. Um, and really, is this is I think it's it's sort of. Look, I know there were some people that said, look, the Panthers traded too much to get the number one. But I didn't think so at all at the time. And I'm not going to change my opinion now because things aren't going great right now. We're desperate for quarterback. We thought that having a quarterback, despite anything, would improve the team uh, significantly. And it hasn't at this moment. So, but I think really the problem with the Carolina Panthers and their team about whether that bad or so bad is because. There have it's not even that they've been bad in the draft, it's been that they've been consistently bad in the draft for so long. And that these players, for whatever reason, haven't panned out. And it just goes way man. I mean, you could start in like 2016 and just go through the list, is that we just haven't had guys who are making a difference that are in the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever rounds. We're just not. And other teams that are doing well have found guys that have become stars or very good right. players in those mid rounds. And we just haven't. And that's why I like, look, it feels like rebuilding this team is insurmountable because you don't even really have a lot of young players that you believe in, whether it be an Amari Barno, you're not like, Oh, Amari Barno is about to break out. He's on the cusp. You know, you're not, you're sitting here going, Oh, Jamie Robinson is like, Ben, we've got real diamond in the rough there. I mean, or whatever. I mean, just pick whoever. I think Mingo is an easy one to pick on because he's a second round and he's a wide receiver and they asked him to start basically from day one. But I think Jonathan Mingo was just an example of many players that have not done anything. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, no, I, I dude, there's so many things that you can mention when it comes to fear. Um, dude, letting I don't son, think you can say miss, he's missed on Bryce yet. Door. I mean, no, oh, not, did you see his... on Bryce, but dude, uh, Hassan Reddit going out the door. Yeah, so that's a big Gilmore. indictment on him. That was see, this is all of this is this is a lot of Tepper's fingerprints on this. Is that the reason we weren't going to pay Hassan Reddick is because we were trying to garner up a bunch of money, potentially get Sean Watson, a lot of people said. But here's the real thing right here, is for all the people that want to talk about how good uh, Brian Burns is, I'm ready to say this, is Hassan Reddick's better. Oh, dude, I was ready to say it then. No, I but I mean, like, he is... He is arguably the most underrated defensive player in, in, in the NFL. Every year. I mean, he's been with three different teams and had over 15 sacks. He or whatever, something like that. It's insane. But, like, did you see the bend that dude had on, like, the third play of the game last night? He's insane. Uh, dude, it was – like, he was running sideways, dude. He was running horizontal, parallel to the fucking planet. It was wild, um, man. I would just say this is that if we were sitting here saying we have Hassan Reddick and we got to let Brian Burns walk, we would be less sad than saying we've got Brian Burns and we got to let Hassan Reddick walk. Yeah. Or uh, more sad, whatever it is I'm trying to say. Um, all right. Let me uh, make sure I'm on the right call here. I downloaded some more because we got a few more. Let's just try and power a few. Uh, please. Please. Hey, hey, hey. You know who the fuck it is. What up, guys? This is Dee's. Just a quick call for me. Heard that one. What's up, Speaker family? Heard that one. What's up, Panther? Heard that one. This is Panther Papaya. Calling to give you guys a heads up on what's going on in Pantherland. I do know more than the average Panther fan, but if you don't want to believe me, that's fine. Just take it as if this is just my opinion. So I'm going to help explain why we haven't seen any movement yet. There's a couple reasons. One, Bryce Young. The Tempers kind of forced Bryce Young on this team. Remember they talked about uh, Fitterer and Reich kind of had like a proposal of sorts? Well, that proposal was pretty much to uh, see <laughs> – well, I'll just leave it at it, it, it was forced upon him. Um, two – there has been a plan all along with every decision made with the coaching staff. It may be to some a sensitive issue. To me, it's not. But they did want to take advantage of the rules in place with the NFL when it comes to uh, minority coaches being promoted to higher positions. So there was a, a definite plan in place to uh, be in a good position to where our staff members were promotable to other teams. So they're still hanging on to that aspect of it and hoping for it. Um, so you have two reasons why Tepper isn't wanting to kind of shake things up, because if he has to go get a new coach, they're not going to want to keep the coordinators, the assistant coaches. They may not even like Bryce, but if you want to talk about why this place would – or why this team would be – um, favorable to some coaches. It's, it's mainly because they think that they can get a three-year contract and only have to work one or two years and then sit for the rest. But anyway, that's just my opinion. Um, 
like I said, there was a plan. Uh, Bryce is, is hurting a lot right now, but I'm going to tell you why I think Reich needs to be fired, and it's unfortunate he's been dealt this hand of trying to deal with a rookie quarterback, or should I say the nation's top high school quarterback trying to make it in the NFL. Um, he just uh, – the struggle – the reason why he is truly failing is he can't even make him look serviceable. That's the issue. When you can't make a number one overall pick even look serviceable – that's a problem. But the prior plans that they had, like even players they signed were brought on in the hopes that and maybe even goal was to ultimately uh, get them hired on to the coaching staff at some point. But it's it's not working out, and that's the struggle, and that's what's leading to impatience. But I just wanted to kind of share my opinion, if you will, uh, see what you guys, you know, share that with Pantherland, um, and uh, take take for what you will. So long, Tel Aviv. Till the next time. Until next time. I mean, interesting. Look, I mean, has, interesting yeah. takes, but just interesting takes. You know, is uh, I mean, I think there's something there with the uh, look. Is the disappointment with this team is not the record alone. Um, I know it would have been a tough pill to swallow that this team finished the season four and what thirteen. But there was a world where we could have put together, hey, man, new staff, rookie quarterback, bad offensive line. That's why. The real reason that this has just been so unbearable for us as fans is because it looks so hopeless in every scenario. And to his point, there hasn't been – we're not walking away from games going. Bryce showed us that he – even though things are going bad, Bryce has showed us that he can be the guy. You just haven't walked away with that undying optimism. There are people who believe it, and I'm not tr- trying to shit on their opinions, but you just don't walk away from the games and go like we did when we won four games with Cam. Do you and think- go, you know what? Is uh, four games sucks, but that guy, we can build on yeah, him. Right but do you think he's had that type of game, or that no. he's had performances that? No, I'm saying you said that you know, okay, he can be the guy in the future. You can see why you would build around him. Do you think Bryce has had any of those types of performances? Like- no, no. I think what I meant is I think there are people who believe that. There are people out there who are going to say he he's not the problem. He's got all of it. Don't worry. And there's going to be people that say he's a bust. He's a high school quarterback or whatever. And then there's going to be the people in the middle who are just saying, man, uh, I thought it would be better than this. And that's what his point about the serviceable part is, is that it's not that people, reasonable people did it to be great. Reasonable people just wanted it to be reasonably good, and this has been reasonably shitty. Yeah, reasonably dog shit. Next call. Yeah, what's up, C three? This is uh, Levi, aka Raleigh Panther. I uh, hope you guys are having a good night, man. Um, you know, I haven't called in in a while. I usually call in following up a win, you know, just to kind of next call and um, share some positive feedback after a good win, but there hasn't been too many of those this year. 
Um, I don't hear so regardless, it. Do I just wanted oh, to there it is. In, and I wanted to say, you don't hear it? In the season of Thanksgiving, man, I'm, I feel very thankful for you guys and, and uh, the show that you guys put on, man. I've been watching for a few years now, and you guys do a great job every every week. And, um, you know, I'm like you guys. You know, the Panthers are really the only team that I follow and, and keep up with and cheer for. So it's like even when it gets this bad, I, I still can't um, be one of those guys that just ignores it and then turns off the game on Sunday, man. I have to watch uh, no matter what. Um, you know, I'm really hoping things turn around and, and get a little bit better for us and that the pod keeps growing. But, uh, you know, in the meantime, I just wanted to show some love and, and um, say thank you, guys. So appreciate you all. Have a great night, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Appreciate you all, man. Happy Thanksgiving. The reason that we do this at this point is because of you all, man. It's way more fun to hang out with Panther fans and talk about this team than it is to watch this team and go through the things that we've been through, man. So, dude, I'm with him though. I'm with him though. Is I can't. I'm just not that type of person that's going to be able to turn it off no matter how bad they are. I'm not going to be able to step away. And so this hey. has. This is actually that's kind of a lot of the reason I started the podcast. Just in general, is like, hey, I'm going to do this anyway. I might as well record it. Um, yeah. I still go back to this, dude. If we would have just won one of those first two games in this season, this season would have been incredibly different. And maybe the record would be, but if we were sitting here at three wins right now and you just got your ass beat, you could say, you know what? We're playing a bunch of bad teams. We might be able to get five wins and salvage a little credibility out of this. But right now it just doesn't feel like there's any, whatever this team can do, could be enough to turn around our hearts. That's where it's yeah. scary right now. Yeah. You've lost the Panther fandom, mind, body, and soul. Yeah. And, uh, it sucks. That doesn't appear to be getting any Maybe they go on a run. I wonder what that run – you know what is? I think that run has to start now sooner than later. I don't think winning four games at the back end of the season. I think we got to win, like, three out of the next five games. And, <laughs> then, and then win, like, maybe two at the back end. We got seven – Weeks Let's left, see. seven games. Yeah, I hope so, man. I hope so, but uh, I'm not gonna hold my breath while doing so. I just want one at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next call. What's going on, C3? C3 coach Kurt. Um, What's up, Kurt? Called in a couple of weeks, uh, enjoyably actually, uh, not watching the Panthers game and just basically knowing the results is uh, kind of, I don't know, like. I'm having fun not watching fucking football, like Panther football. Like at this point, I'm just following my fantasy league and playing prize picks and FanDuel and all that stuff. But promo code C3. Still watching through ESPN and stuff like that, following plays at times and seeing the overall stats and final score and stuff. But that's, I mean, that's just killer to see at the end of the game. But like they, the thing is, is like. We got hit with the calm before the storm, before the season. We were getting all these players and making all these moves. And then the season started, and the storm smacked us in the face. And now we're a cleanup crew. Now we got to clean that shit up because all of our houses got knocked the fuck down. Um, I think we got to, you know, do things this offseason like, I don't know, franchise tag burns. I mean, you got to think about the people that are on their contract year. 
we got to make sure we get Frankie back. Like, Derek Brown's going to have to get paid here soon. we got to be thinking about the future. Um, get rid of fucking Scotty Shitter. And, I mean, if Frank Clark doesn't get his shit together, he's going to be out. I mean, like, there's no question about it. Um, it kind of sucks how much we have to accommodate for fucking Bryce. Obviously, he's a rookie, but you're going to have to – you know, like, this isn't Bama. You know, you're not going to have the best offensive line in those, you know, in college football surrounding you at all times. But uh, we're going to have to go from the trenches. I mean, I feel like just like a broken record coming in here. And David Tepper, you're a fucking idiot, bro. Like, I cannot stand seeing this man, like, on my screen or any reports about him. Because every reporter that says something about Tepper is literally just shitting on him. And it's, like, the same thing every single week. Oh, Tepper, Tepper wanted Bryce because of his scores. Tepper wanted Bryce because he's good in the interview. Tepper wanted Bryce and everybody else wanted Stroud. I mean, bro, like, at the end of the day, it is what it is. The decision has been made, and nothing's going to change until we get somebody that actually is a leader and not everybody's just Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, Tepper's impatient, and we're going to have to have a coach that's willing to work with that. And everybody that we have right now is a yes man, but we're going to have to have somebody to put their foot down and go into the locker room and tell our players that they're playing like shit. And if they don't fucking pick it up, they're going to be benched. That there's people out there willing to replace them that are bigger. Yeah, that I think that was the end of the call. Dude, I love the passion and energy. And you're right, man. I wish that, uh, that the players would show half that type of energy. Um, I agree, man. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm just, maybe we're reading too much into it, but I feel like there are, uh, there's not a lot of vocal leadership on this team. I mean, we know Frankie Louvu, yes, but I don't necessarily know who else that comes from. I mean, we know the Dante's loud. Well, it's kind of hard to, isn't it hard to have that leadership when you really uh, don't have those players? Yeah, right. It's like all the veteran players that we have on this team are new acquisitions. They're kind of short term warriors, whether it be an Adam Thielen to a uh, Xavier Woods to a Von Bell. I mean, on them and many of the players, they don't know the players or the staff. And then the one guy on defense that really needs to be that guy is in a contractual dispute with the team. Um, yeah. It's kind of hard. Look, is I think this is, and if I've got one uh, problem, I think with Frank Reich, um, it's kind of the wishy-washiness to his own confidence. Is this? Is I think you got to get up there, and I think you got to say it that uh, each and every week is look, this shit is going terrible, but we are fucking going to go out there and scratch and claw and fucking get one. And you know what? Dan Campbell type of shit. Well, I don't even think it has to be like aggressive. I just think this is Ron Rivera at the end of the day was steadfast. He was unshakable in moments where everybody else was shook. And I just feel right now that our coach feels shook. And I mean, and not that he's like, I'm not saying he needs to be unrealistic. What I'm saying is this, is that if he doesn't believe that they can do it, why would the players believe 
that they can't do it. And if the players don't believe they can do it, why would the fans believe that? So they got to fucking just nut up and go and man up, man, at this point for their honor. Yeah, and I think a part of his point, too, is that there's no more Thomas Davis. There's no more Luke Kickley. Nah. There's, no more, there's no more Steve Smith, Jonathan Stewart, Greg Olson, guys that would demand more from you than you were out there giving on the field. Yeah, And we have, haven't had that for a long time, to be honest. We sure haven't. Uh, TJ with the $5 says, to me, the fact that Federer still has a job screams that Bryce was forced by Tepper. Agree. Um, yeah, I, I I do agree with that. And I'll I'll reiterate this one last time. I've said it before. In my mind, the original plan was to move up to number two for CJ Stroud because the Bears and the Texans were going to swap number one and number two, and then the Panthers were were going to go from seven or nine or wherever the hell we were, and then we were going to go up to number two. Everybody knew that Houston wanted to take Bryce Young at the time. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I I am a believer of that. I, I know they might tell you one thing at the podium, but I really do think that there were other people in this organization that were not quite as sold uh, as everyone else. Let's go to the next call. If I heard it, I'll play a different one. What's going on, C3? C3 Coach Kurt. Uh, yep, heard it. Hey, listen, this is Panther Pickle. Um, this is just a shameless plug, but y'all, y'all, fuck Panther fans out there, C three fans, you need to pay attention to. Twitter. We're working it on the fly, space guys. On My space tech space didn't work, even all though right, everything. We just ended the space. It started at six thirty. It lasted all the way till eight fifteen. Uh, John Ellis was here for over an hour, just chatting with us, answering questions. Uh, Y'all need to open up. You're missing out by not watching C3 faces on Monday yeah. at 630 and Thursday at 630. Sometimes in between, but you never know. So look for Diesel Skills and Panther Pickle and Anthony Pagnato's Twitter spaces, and you'll find us. Keep pounding and go Panthers. Keep pounding. Go Panthers. Yeah, check out Diesel Skills, Panther Pickle, uh, C3 Anthony. Yeah, man, they're they're going hard with them spaces on X.com. Uh, Great way for people time. to look. And it's uh, I love that hey, they've taken this initiative on their own without anybody encouraged, or at least I'm not, like saying, hey, I hope you guys do this, this, and this. They've done this and made it their own, which I think is great. I think also that the just very concept of a C3 spaces on X just fits our brand so well. It's like oh, yeah. fan discussion, fan driven. I think it's perfect for us. My last point I would say is this. I was shocked. Uh, I've, been, I've just been shocked that uh, John Ellis and Sheena Quick, I haven't been necessarily of the belief that Scott Fitter is, not, is, is a dead man walking. I just thought that was a foregone conclusion, but people close to the team are not ready to just say he's out. Right. And I thought, I just found that a little surprising, to be honest. And I'm not yeah. saying they're wrong. What I'm saying is, it's like, I was like, damn, I thought everybody believed saying, that. Are they saying it like they don't think he'll be fired or they don't think that he should be fired? They are saying that they can see scenarios where people, I think what their opinion has been 
is that number one is that Scott Fitter has not been able to fully do his job yet. And what little job he has been able to do is just this season. Like this is the only, and to just say that because we haven't been good this season, I mean, he did manufacture, get the number one pick, you know, it's like, is the question is, I think another thing that's interesting too, and CK, I get your opinion on this is I wonder if the noise about David Tepper being impatient is bugging him. Yeah. It's like going to make him actually be patient here. Um, listen, I, I, I know it's a conspiracy theory um, that you could probably try to prove wrong uh, multiple different angles, but I'm still going to believe the fact that uh, the theory I came up with, which is out of all of the candidates that Tepper was uh, the hired, David or uh, Frank Reich was the only one that was going to be able to be fired after one year. No other court, no other coach was going to be possibly able to be fired after one year, other than Frank. That's a good Reich. point. Um, and so. Um, I don't I don't think patience is I don't think the outside world is going to impact David Tepper's decision making. Um, it's possible. I just don't see it happening. I think that he's going to be more likely to be somebody who uh, who if he feels like something needs to change, he's going to change it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've added some more calls. I think they went to the bottom, but I got to test it out to make sure first. So if I. Play these. I'll find the new one. Yo, yo, it's by Charlie Express. Yep. Happy Thanksgiving one. to you all. Yeah. And I also want to talk about the maniac that just got released by the Indianapolis Colts. Them stupid motherfuckers. Now, how this works out is the worst team in the NFL is the first one, you know, with the waiver wires. Right now, we are in prime position to go get this fucking gorilla nigga. Now, Dude, I don't give a fuck about the 25 mil. I don't give a fuck that. I don't give a fuck about that shit. Now, this is my thing. He's on contract through the year of 2026. Gee, maybe don't call him a gorilla. We're looking towards the future. If he is injured, if he is nicked up and whatnot, this is what I'm. This is what I'm gonna tell, say. Hey, come to Carolina. We'll eat that six point five. That's fine. And it, it, let, let's get you healthy. Let's get you. Let's get you ready for week one of next season. Let's look toward the future because there's no. There's not gonna be no linebackers that's gonna about to hit the fucking free agent market. Which I don't know. I don't know what's about to hit. That's, that's a good be point. On the level of that nigga. That's a good so, point. I'm gonna go. Hey, Darius Leonard, we're gonna sign you. We'll eat the six point five, and if you're not ready this year, fuck it. We ain't doing shit this year anyway. Let's get you healthy, and let's get you ready for fucking week one of next year. That's what I'm doing. Cause that's a fucking maniac. He's a fucking alien. <laughs> that dude is different, and I would love to have that. What? What? God, God knows we need that motherfucker. But see. I'm a Carolina Panthers fan, and the most Carolina Panthers shit to do is just ignore him. Oh, we don't need him. We got the players we got. That's good enough to win games. Blah, blah, blah. Let's make some fucking moves to the fucking future, man. This dude just fell into our fucking laps. 
<laughs> Are we not going to execute on this nigga? What? We have to execute. We have to pull the fucking trigger. I don't give a fuck about the dead. I don't give a fuck about the money, bro. The, the team needs this shit, man. Let him rest up. If he is nicked up, if he is nicked up, let him rest up. Get him ready for fucking the off season, and let's get ready for fucking week one of next season. This year is over with. But hey, we get Darius Leonard. Any other year, he'd be worth a number one, a first round draft pick, right? That could be our first round draft pick. Let's talk, boys. You know who the fuck this is? It's G baby. I mean, look, he makes points about how we're not, you know, there might not be an opportunity to sign a better linebacker. Yeah. And, you know, and, and again, we're first on waiver wire. So I want him to do it. I I want the Panthers okay. to do it. I, I don't necessarily. I guess I just get numb. I just get numb to the idea. I just get numb to the idea that every time a player comes up, we're like, yep, yep. So maybe you know what, but I, hey, that's a good look. That's a good reason, and that's a position we could use some help at. Yeah, uh, let's go to D. Hey, I just wanted to say, Frank has no emotion. He shows no no, oh, no, this no is not fire. I look at guys like Dan Campbell or or uh, Robert Sala, where where his guys want to run through a brick wall for him. Uh, and Frank just seems like. You know, someone said it on another uh, another show, like a wet blanket. Inspires no passion, I don't think. Uh, that's just my two cents. You know, plus some of these undisciplined penalties we're seeing lately, um, uh, like the uh, the late hit that happened on a third and long. Uh, we're about to get off the field, and then uh, someone comes over. I think it was number 96 and, and shoves a – uh, a DB from behind or something, uh, or sorry, a uh, receiver from behind. Um, but yet he's still out there. Doesn't get taken out for for a play. You know, any coach, I think, worth his salt would yank a player like that for doing for making a bonehead move like that. Anyway, it's just my two cents. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't disagree with you. Let's go to the next call. Hey, what's going on, T3? It's Anthony from Outer Banks right now, actually. Just wanted to call oh, in and wish you all boys a happy Thanksgiving, a time to get together with your family and be thankful for the life we've been given on this earth and to eat a bunch of good food and have a great time with some people we don't see in a while if you have family coming in town. And, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you boys. I'm definitely thankful for you boys and the podcast community we've grown. Um, just want to go over a couple things. I know Tony checked it out last night, but, man, these spaces are growing, man. We got John Ellis randomly joining the building with us. He was talking ball with us for about an hour, 30 minutes. Got a ton of great inside and optimism from him. That is awesome to see. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because it's a lot. And if you want to hear the recording, you can just click on my Twitter profile and go to the recording and hear about what the conversation was. But uh, on to the Panthers, man. Um, you know, got the Titans this week. We'll see what happens. Uh, I kind of also want to comment on this Bryce Young benching thing. Personally, I know I said, like, I'm, I'm honestly all for it, whatever they decide to do. But here's the thing. Frank Wright confirmed that he never thought about pulling Bryce in the last game. I think they're going to end up riding out this season with Bryce no matter mm -hmm. what. And personally, if you think Andy Dalton can put up more points with this offense, then for all the Frank Wright supporters, that's not a good thing for you. 
because if this offense continues to struggle and look look inept, he's not going to make it to the end of the season. And I told Cody to share that tweet with you guys about where the coaching staff is at, what what Diana Rossini thinks about, you know, everything in the front office. So, yeah, it could be a clean sweep. You never know. Happy Thanksgiving, boys. Just wanted to give my thoughts on everything that happened the last night. And um, today, man, I'm on vacation for a little bit, so I'll try to make the free-for-all this Friday. But you boys hold it down. Anthony from Charlotte, keep motherfucking pounding and be thankful for our community, boys. Hey, keep pounding, man. We're thankful for y'all, dude. We're thankful for y'all that y'all give us the energy to keep on doing this throughout so many losing seasons, man. That's for damn sure. 100%, Uh, dude. Did you have anything I wanted to say to that one? Uh, If not, I believe we No, just thanks for all you do, Anthony. We appreciate your support. Thanks for all that. uh, Really just a great contributor to the the community. Absolutely. I, I agree. I can't. I can't. Uh, speak highly enough of uh, what the uh, C3 Army's been doing on the back end outside of just the uh, the live content and the uh, podcast and what have you. So, uh, you know, those, those boys have been putting in some uh, some work. So keep it up, dude. Absolutely, man. Uh, I believe this is our final call of the night, unless I made a mistake, which I'm sure I have. What up, guys? This is Dees. Just a quick call for me tonight. Nope, Not a whole lot of... Hang on. I know we got a call from Dee's because I saw it in the transcript. Cover we already me. heard Dee's. No, not Dee's. Uh, D. Oh, D. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So, look, uh, first, though, wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it stinks that this season has not been more positive. Just like my internet isn't more positive right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's uh, I don't. Okay, cool, cool. Well, look, as we'll make it, if we miss anybody's call, we'll make it up to them as we continue. Look, we we've got seven more post game shows to do this year. Uh, we've got we're going to be here all season, on and off, and we're going to do this regardless. Um, and uh, let's continue to try to work together to create uh, a community that has diverse opinions, but also respects each other's. Def- Diverse opinions. Uh, PJ said he left a call. Let me look for it real quick, man. Again, we're kind of doing shit on the fly. Apologies to everybody if. Uh... Yeah, oh, I I'm on. Oh, no, I found it. I found it. I found it. Hold on. I think I found it. Let me make sure I didn't already upload it. Uh, three, five. No. No, I I don't know if I have it, Dees. I mean, uh, PJ. 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 We'll make it up to you guys. We'll make it up to you. I got to get back, man. It's 1120. Uh, I'm here. My whole family's not far from me. So let's go ahead and push out uh, of here. Um. We got the long look. Thank you for everybody. We'll make it up to you guys. Um, and look, I don't think we have, you know, we have been really killing out, kicking ass. I mean, look, we're on remote here uh, and we haven't missed a week. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, and I had a good time doing this. We got one last segment to rock too with uh, the ice up fix. 
Yeah, sorry, PJ. I feel bad, man. I, I literally can't even find it in the in the Google Calls thing, brother. My bad. Man. All right. Well, let's go ahead ice some people up. As look, we got the Titans. We didn't even really preview the Titans. And I think this is a lot of people. You know, I saw somebody say in the comments, "We ain't gonna talk about Dallas." I don't know how to like. How do you look outward at this point? Right now, I think the Panthers need to be looking in the man as. Uh, as Cam Newton would say, is I, when I looks at the man in the mirror, you know, we need to look at the man in the mirror as a team and uh, nut up. That's it. That's it. Uh, all right, our final segment. <coughs> so, where we tell somebody to toughen up, icing up our longest running segment dedicated to the legend himself. Steve Smith, it's time to ice some fools up. Ice up, son. Ice up. Do y'all have one? Uh, uh, mine is mine's gonna be quick. Is uh, I want to ice up people. Um, I got two. I got two. Uh, my first ice up goes to people when you say. That you're uh, when you say something to the effect of you don't know ball, you don't know football, and that's your way of coming at somebody, and I guess trying to make your opinion more valuable. I'd like first to all elevator discussion as Panther fans. I know that we are uh, facing some difficult times where we're getting rowdy even with each other. So that's when my ice up to that is: look, it's just be comfortable with people not agreeing with you. You know, my wife, uh, I was actually, man, my wife and I, uh, anyway, uh, she said this is, you're arguing with me. I said, no, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just not agreeing with you. Right? It's okay to not agree sometimes. Sure. Like, uh, uh, my other ISEP pick goes to, uh, why isn't Cam Newton getting any phone calls? He was on Dan Patrick. Nobody's called him in two years. Yeah, I mean, I think he pretty much came to the realization that nobody. Uh, That's just uh, kind of bullshit. Is the jet? He could be a jet right now, and they would be better. Yeah. Oh, real quick, I added this into the show, and I we we didn't even talk about it. Uh, Jalen Hurts broke Cam Newton's, uh, or has now passed Cam Newton with the most rushing touchdowns by a quarterback through four seasons. Uh, and how about this, man? We're going to have to do a late post-game show on December 3rd because uh, the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been moved to 405 uh, instead of 1. So Yay. Yay. FML, bro. All right, I'm going to go next. Um, So, listen, if ever you get a Karen uh, who comes up to you at a stoplight, uh, and you post a video of her going off on you, uh, make sure she doesn't roast you oh, into man. oblivion first. You little fucking cunts. Think you can talk to people like that and get away with it, you little bitches? I have severe nerve pain, and I hope it happens to you someday, you little bitches. I could fucking cream all of you, even with all my nerve pain. You fat fucking bitch. <laughs> you. You're fucking fat. And you're a fucking ugly little fucking mutt. And you have a big fucking nose. 
I love the very end. And you have a big fucking nose. Uh, yeah, she just uh, ethered them, man. Just fucking <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you're going to post that online, uh, make sure you're not getting roasted that bad. So, ice up. Mm. Ice up. Uh, I always like that. I always like the C word, too. Oh, yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, CK, you got one? Um, I was just, you know, the entire time, like all week, the only thing I can think of or in the past couple of days is just Frank Reich. I I mean, yeah, you have to ice this dude up in the same breath, like one week after one week apart said that he didn't want to be a running power power run team. But yesterday acknowledged that when looking at the tape, when he first came here, he acknowledges that this offensive line was better suited for a power run game and i'm just flabbergasted we've basically just confirmed everything we we've we've known and that is frank reich doesn't know how to build like build an offense around his players he hopes players will fit into his offense and it's clearly not working so i have only one person that i have to say ice up to and it's frank reich Ice up. Uh, All right, that's the C3 Panthers podcast brought to you by CarolinaCatChronicles.com. My name's Tony Dunn. Follow me at cat underscore chronicles. Check out Cody Lashley at Cody and uh, at Codizzle underscore Allen on Twitter. Cody, like, take us out of here. C3 Nation, until next time, keep pounding.